Good morning. According to a 1993 article in uh, Focus on the Family, well-known author Patsy Claremont was, was, was traveling back home. And, uh, and, and she was on an airplane, and she noticed something very peculiar about the uh, gentleman who, who was seated next to her. She noticed several things about him, but one thing that she remembered very distinctively was he always called her ma'am. Okay? He always said yes ma'am or no ma'am to her. And she thought three things about this young man. Either this young man thinks I'm ancient, or this young man was raised in the South where they actually teach manners, or this young man is in the military. He's, uh, he, he's in the service. So her curiosity got the best of her, so she asked him. She said, young man, are you in the service? And, and, he, and he said, yes, ma'am, I, I serve in, in the Marines. And he said, and as a matter of fact, I'm returning home to see my family. I just finished up a year and a half tour in, in Iraq with the Desert Storm. Well, the more and more they talked, the more and more she got to know the young man. And, and the more and more impressed she got with him. So she asked the question, she said, I'm sure there were so many times during that year and a half time that you could not wait to get back to your family. I, I'm sure you thought of your family quite often. And, and, and you wanted to come home so badly. The young Marine answered, No, ma'am, he, he replied. We were taught never to think of what might never be, but to be fully available right where we are. Our men and women in the military deserve our gratitude. Do they not? Because they're on a mission to, to protect us. And we as Christians are on a mission too. And this morning, we are going to discuss that. In the book of Ephesians, the last four chapters, or excuse me, the last four verses of uh, chapter 6. The last four verses of chapter 6 in the book of Ephesians says this. So that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him for this very purpose. That you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. This morning in our text, we are reminded that each and every one of us are on a mission. Just like Paul had sent Tychicus to, uh, to bring his letter to, to the uh, church in Ephesus. He, he was on a mission to do that. that. That was his purpose at the time. And as Christians, it could become spiritually dangerous to become complacent and accustomed to running around in autopilot. J just like it, it, it could be for pilots and ship captains to 
to uh, rely on running on autopilot. We must never allow ourselves to, uh, to become so comfortable that, that we lose sight of what our jobs are, that we lose sight of our mission, our mission as Christ followers. Let's not become so busy that we are blind to the opportunities that God puts in our paths each and every day. Because these distractions put, can put souls around us at risk of never hearing the gospel. We're at the conclusion of, of our study in the book of Ephesians. And at the end of Paul's letter, he is, he is presenting his friend Tychicus as the messenger for the whole letter. Now, Tychicus is an ordinary man. He's an ordinary human being like us who apparently has done so much for so many people through simple service. So focused on what his mission is. And what we need to understand very clearly is that even the simplest tasks are very necessary. What we may think is a very simple task here in the Columbia Christian Church is very necessary and much needed. No matter what size church we are or, or, or any other church for that matter. Even if we feel it's insignificant or, or unimportant. It is important. It all comes down to once again one word. Mission. Every Christian has a mission. Each and every one of us. Even though the focus of our teaching this morning is not entirely on the man Tychicus, our focus does need to be on what he did for God's people. <clears throat> Excuse me. His mission. This morning we are going to look at two very key points about how every one of our missions should be like that of Tychicus's mission. And we will see from Scripture how we can learn from his example of his service and his willingness. The first example this morning is we are on a mission to bring the good news. We're on a mission to bring the good news. Once again in our text in verses 21 and 22 it says, So that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. It's pretty obvious here that Tychicus was, uh, was, it was very dear to Paul. He gives him a really good compliment here because he called him the beloved and faithful minister. And coming from the Apostle Paul, that's pretty good. Because you see, this meant that Paul not only had a deep appreciation for Tychicus, but also had a love for him because of what he did for others. He appreciated what he did. Sounds to me like, it sounds to me like Tychicus was, it was pretty selfless. He put others first and showed that he was willing, key word there, willing to further the gospel. He was willing to take part in his mission in uplifting and empowering the church. 
And it's clear in our text that Tychicus' mission was that he was a messenger that Paul relied on to deliver his letters and messages to also to other churches. And these everyday tasks are usually not glamorous. I mean, now, not all of our missions are the same. And, and, and sometimes they, they may not feel too glamorous, but they are essential for ministry. They are essential for spreading the good news. You see, active and willing servants will always be dear and essential to the church. This morning, I really bragged on our Sunday school teachers for, for the kids. Because what they do is definitely essential. It's very important. Everything we do for our church is important. Tychicus was well informed because he cared so much for the brothers and sisters of Ephesus. He was willing and he cared. As well as, as, well as for their relationship with Christ. Paul made Jesus' mission his mission, as did Tychicus. And an understanding of this comes more naturally and clearer when people are involved in ministry together. You see, when we are involved in ministry together, a lot of really neat things happen. And I want you to hear me out on this. Ministry is re- reciprocal, okay? And, and I'm going to explain why. Because you've seen what reciprocal means is given, felt, or done in return. It can also mean an, an agreement or an obligation as well as, as bearing on or binding each of two parties equally. Now I'm going to tell you how, how this is true because when it comes to ministry, we learn more about and grow closer to those we serve If you teach, do you notice that? You grow closer to the ones you are teaching. You grow closer to the ones you are serving. You grow to love them. And you also grow closer to those whom you serve with. Making the ministry stronger. Tychicus was mentioned in in, in other letters as well. He was mentioned by name in Acts chapter 20, verse 4. However, there is more said of him in scriptures. He was even mentioned in in the book of Colossians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. And when writing 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul said in verse 12, Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Finally, in Titus 3.12, it says, When I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, or Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me at, at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Paul is sending Tychicus to, to not only teach, but to comfort the church in Ephesus while he was in prison in Rome. Now, what does this mean for us today? What can we learn about these last few verses in, in, in the book of Ephesians? Like Tychicus, we too 
once again, are Christians, and we have a mission. Our mission is to bring the good news. Not to keep it to ourselves. Not to share it only when it's convenient. But our mission is, is to bring the good news. And while Paul was in a Roman prison, even awaiting his upcoming execution, it appears that Paul's mind was on the spiritual health of the churches, not on his present predicaments. Bob Woods tells in his article from the Pulpit Digest, tells the story of a couple who took their son who was 11 and daughter who was 7 years old on vacation every year to, to some well-known caverns. And I read a little bit about these caverns, and, and it kind of reminds me of Mammoth Cave a little bit. But, but, it, but as always, when, when the tour reached the deepest part of the cavern, the tour guide would always call for the lights to be cut off. Because you see, um, when, when they cut the lights, it would dramatize how completely dark and silent it is below the earth's surface. And the little girl uh, uh, became frightened and she began to cry. However, in, in just a moment or two, she, she heard the voice of her brother, who calmly said, Now don't cry, it'll be okay, because I'm sure somebody around here knows how to turn the lights back on. But you see, in, in, in the real sense, is this not the message of the gospel? The world's dark. And yes, it becomes frightening at times. We carry the good news. What I'm saying here is we carry the light with us. And that light is available. Even when darkness seems overwhelming. We, the Columbia Christian Church, are on a mission to bring the good news. That's why we exist. That light is available. And once again, we carry that light. Let's not get so focused on the darkest part of our lives that, that we get lost and, 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 we hope, and we have no light left available to share with others. And it should come to no surprise to us this morning that our enemy is always out to, to extinguish our light. He's always out to... To, uh, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to take our light from us. It's kind of like that well-known children's song. I love singing it in uh, We Worship with the Kids. The, uh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. We need to let our lights shine. We need to let the light of the good news that we carry as Christians, we need to let it shine. And we, and we must be faithful and continue that mission. Because we are on a mission to bring good news. The second example this morning is we are on a mission to bring grace and peace. Verses 23 and 24 of our text this morning in Ephesians 6 once again says, peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. 
In the final two verses of the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul concludes the letter just as he began it. He gives references to grace and peace. And this shouldn't really surprise us really because aren't grace and peace, aren't they very essential to Christian life? Aren't they two essential cornerstones? However, he also said to love with faith. You ever wonder how we do that? To love with faith. It says in Romans 5, 1 through 2, it said, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And once again, Paul already told the church in Ephesus and us in chapter 2. Verses 8 and 9, he said, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. We cannot in any way earn God's grace. Can we? We cannot earn God's forgiveness. It had to be given to us by him freely should it not excite us this morning that God wants to forgive us it's freely given he wants to forgive he wants us to call to him and and by saying that just as we have been forgiven shouldn't our forgiveness towards others be given freely as well. Even though in those who, who we are forgiving might not accept it and might not even want it. This is a way to love with faith. Once again, in, um, the Apostle Paul said in, in, in verse 24, Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. That word, incorruptible. I like that word. Incorruptible means not susceptible to, to corruption, especially by bribery, and not subject to death or decay. It's everlasting. And the idea may well be that with an undying love, God's love is incorruptible. It's everlasting. It's everlasting. God never stops loving us. In turn, our love for the Lord should be undying as well. It is the greatest commandment, is it not? In Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40, it tells us, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, 
depend all the law of the prophets. If we, the Columbia Christian Church, truly, truly love God and others, should we be willing to not only have a forgiving heart, but also be on a mission to bring that hope and peace? To bring hope and peace while on this mission, would forgiveness be important to, to that very mission? We bring the good news. We bring a mission of hope and peace. What, what do people see in us? Are they seeing hope and peace? Do they see Jesus in us? Paul will end his letter to the church in Ephesus the same way that he began it. By pronouncing a blessing which was his way of, of um, guiding the Ephesians to walk in every spiritual blessing and every commandment given by Christ. In the first chapter of Ephesians, verse 2, he said, Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then finally, once more, verse 24 in chapter 6 concluded, Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. It is important that we present ourselves in a way that glorifies God. Because we carry that good news. And the good news that, that we possess contain the grace and peace that so many of us need. That so many others need. Especially now. How does our community see us? Do they see us as someone who complains? Or do they see us as someone who leads? During our own struggles, how do we present ourselves? How do we present ourselves to our so-called neighbors? Do they, do, do they see the grace and the peace in us? Do they see that through our lifestyles? And how we deal with others? Or is a different picture painted? Once again, do they see Christ in us. Robert Louis Stevenson, he told of a storm years ago. And this storm caught a vessel off of a very rocky coast and threatened to, uh, and threatened to run the vessel um, underground, wrecking the ship and putting the uh, crew and passengers in, in, in terrible danger. But in the midst of the terror, one daring man, contrary to orders, he made his way up to the deck, made a dangerous passage during the storm to, to the pilot house, and he saw the steerman. What he saw was this. He saw the steerman at this, uh, the steerman at this point holding the wheel unwaveringly inch by inch, turning the ship back out to sea as many times as he needed to. When, when the current in the storm would blow the ship closer to that rocky shore, he would unwaveringly grab the wheel and turn it right back, staying focused on his job, on his mission. The steerman saw the watcher 
he, he didn't utter a word, but he looked at him and just smiled. Then the daring passenger went, it went back below and, and he gave the rest of the passengers much needed encouragement. He said, I have seen the face of the pilot, the steerman, he smiled. And there was a big smile on his face. All is well. We must navigate through troubled waters from time to time, don't we? Have we ever thought who all could be watching us? Have we ever thought about, as we're navigating through these troubled waters, the encouraging news that we carry to others? Who needs to hear it? What is our faith and our actions telling others about Christ? Do they see Christ in each and every one of us? Because we are on a mission to bring the good news and we are on a mission to bring hope and peace. We're going to spend a couple of moments in meditation as, um, as Dwayne comes back over and uh, he shares his talent with us once again. As Dwayne shares his mission with us. God's given him a wonderful ability. What are we going to be thinking about during this time of meditation? Maybe we need to think about the past week and think about some missed opportunities. Or maybe we need to thank God for, for some opportunities to share our faith that we noticed. Maybe there's something that we need to ask for forgiveness for. Maybe there's something that we're going through and, and, and we need to seek guidance. Or maybe God has blessed us in so many ways. Maybe we just need to say thank you. Let's take a couple of moments.